Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. you're offended you need to wait until you can do it out of love for him because that's what the Bible says your motive should be when you confront the Bible says you're going to gain your brother not to prove how righteous you are and how wicked he is you don't know yourself very well if you think he's more wicked than you or she's more wicked than you you've not looked in the mirror long enough if you've still got rocks in your hands Confrontation must be done with the right kind of heart and place. You shouldn't be out to hurt someone or to show how great you are. Instead, your confrontations should be done in the spirit of grace and understanding. Pastor Robert asks you today whether or not you're being kind to others in confrontation. Do you show love to them? Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth as they continue their message, A Culture of Honor. John chapter 8 verse 10 says, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. After these cleansing steps are taken, sin still has to be addressed. You know what I alluded to earlier? Um, Even in our fallen, messed up world, there's a place for mercy within the justice system. Now, I know our justice system is is imperfect because only imperfect humans exist to, you know, to function and and operate the, the system. But even police officers have discretion. In other words, they're not they're not obligated to give you a speeding ticket. They don't have to. They don't have to cite every wrong. But the grace of God, it's such a misunderstood concept. It doesn't mean you get a free pass on everything. In fact, it would be really, really, well, it wouldn't be grace anymore if that were the case. And and it would certainly be a cheap thing and invaluable thing if it wasn't grounded in in this call to purity and holiness in our lives. To patronize and pretend sin didn't matter would be kind of like watching a friend speeding towards a cliff and, and not warning them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Be ashamed to make them feel bad about their driving. Remember, repent, forgive, hide from evil, and address sin in your life and and even in 
the lives of, of the people you love, the people with whom you have a relationship. Jesus told us exactly how to do it and to do it in the right way, to do it in, the, in a spirit that honors everybody involved. Matthew 18, 15 says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Now, I need to stop right there because I, what happens most of the time in churches is that Christians go tell everybody else. Do you know what he did? Did you hear what she said to me? You just did the same thing that the other person did. You, you just sinned against God. Now, maybe in your mind, in your eyes, it's, you know, what he did, what she did is worse than you talking about it. But in the eyes of God, that's not the case. Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Go to the person in private and talk to him about it. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. If he will not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen or a tax and a tax collector. And Jesus gives us a way to walk through these things. It's a matter of, of truth. You know, you can still be kind, but, but you can't, you can't pretend that, that they're following Jesus, that they're part of the family, if in fact the fruit of their lives demonstrates that they're not. That's one of the things that, that we've allowed to go on in the church so much, you know, that, that we treat someone, they say they're a Christian, and so we treat them like a brother. And so, you know, we talk about Christians cheating other Christians. You know, he said he was a Christian, and then... You know, he, he didn't, he took the money that I gave him, but he didn't, you know, provide the service that I paid him for or, you know, whatever. But see, a lot of times the problem is we're, we're not doing what Jesus said. We're not evaluating a tree based on its fruit. We're, we're, we're evaluating a tree just based on what it kind of sort of looks like. Or, you know, we evaluate a person based on what they say. You know, he says he's a Christian and we take him at his word, but everything in his life suggests that he's not following Jesus at all. In this passage, what Jesus tells us is if, if a brother sins against you, you, you need to go sit down with him in private. And if he listens to you, you've won your brother. You've gained your brother. The, that's always the goal. You know, my mentor said to me one time, you know, if you're going to go confront him because you're offended, you need to wait until you can do it out of love for him. Because that's what the Bible says your motive should be when you confront. The Bible says you're going to gain your brother, not to prove how righteous you are and how wicked he is. You don't know yourself very well if you think he's more wicked than you or she's more wicked than you. You've not looked in the mirror long enough if you've still got rocks in your hands. And I'm, I'm as bad about this as anybody else, trust me. But what we're talking about here is, is honor. You know, it, it, it occurs to me that, that if we spent more time in the Scriptures and spent more time looking at ourselves, we would struggle less with bad attitudes toward other people because we would be so completely confronted with how ugly we are how wicked we are. 
But you see, it's, it's an expression of love to talk to other people about their sin in this context. It's an expression of love to, to say to someone, what, what, what you said isn't very Christ-like. What you did isn't, really isn't, it, it really isn't Christ-like. It's not biblical. The, the, the choices that you're, what you're doing right there, that's just, it's unhealthy. It's not like Jesus. Hebrews 12, 5, in the, in the message version, um, paraphrase, my dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline, but don't be crushed by it either. It's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training, the normal experience of children. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? Many people would, it seems like. If we really think about it, we know that wouldn't be very smart, would it? The sun wouldn't come up or go down. All kinds of things would go sideways. The whole world would fly apart. This culture of honor, remember from where you've fallen. Repent. It means go back to that. Do what you did in the beginning. Forgive. Hide from evil. Address sin. And, and then accept the discipline of God in your own life. You know, we, we sang about, about it tonight. When we know His faithfulness, when we know where He's taken us, when we know what His intentions are, that they're all good, well, then it's a lot easier to embrace the process even when it's painful, even when it's filled with hardship. So, so when we've done that, like when, when Jesus, first He assured the woman, He made sure that the accusers dropped their rocks. And then he exhorted her to go sin no more. Like both were part of what he did of his honor. But then there was this one last step that, that really wasn't so much directed as her as, as to everyone. In John 8, 12, it says, Jesus spoke to them. Like they wanted to make an example of her. He made an example of her for his cause. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You've been listening to Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. During this season that's filled with uncertainty, we know that one thing is unchanged. God is in control. We encourage you to take time daily to spend in the Word, in prayer. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Miami Beach is holding church online. We'd love for you to join us. Go to calvarymiamibeach.org to connect to our Sunday virtual service and be sure to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more messages. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're already praying for you. Is there anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord? Please let us know through our prayer request form at calvarymiamibeach.org. Would you do the same for us? 
please keep Pastor Robert and our church staff in your prayers, as well as our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and if you feel led to support Main Thing Radio financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio.